0: This is Natalie. <laughs> um, the reason why we're doing that voice is because we have an unfortunate uh, ice cream truck. Which with, you can probably hear. Which you can probably hear in the background. if you're
1: listening on headphones, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, every um, 10 seconds or so it says, hello.
1: Yeah. If we wait long enough, you'll hear it. It's at the end of this bar, I think. Yeah, some people very possibly didn't even hear that, but um, hopefully it happens
0: every day around this time without fail.
1: Yeah, and it's become uh, we don't normally record it this time, we record a little later, Um, but we also don't normally record on Saturdays. Yeah, but they don't need to know all that.
0: You know, I should get some soft serve at some point from that truck. I love soft serve.
1: Have I told on the podcast the story about when I got soft serve? I think you must have. I have? Yeah. Okay. Well, but I'm you can tell it again are, you were out of town yes. this is at our old apartment yes and i was uh, at home sitting in the living room and uh heard the ice cream truck and i was like you know what you know i'm in like full-on bachelor mode right now yeah i'm batching it as my mom says <laughs> whenever you're out of town
0: batching it yeah
1: Good. um uh yeah i'll be like oh yeah natalie's out of town with her sister oh yeah you, you're batching it <laughs> that's what my mom says <laughs> um anyway uh so I hear the ice cream truck, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get some soft serve And I get up, and like there's like kids in line in front of me. And then I get up there, and I get suddenly very self-conscious about being a grown man. I mean, this is like over 10 years ago, but still, yeah. a man in his 30s. Yeah. Um, uh, like, ordering <laughs> from an ice cream truck alone. So I decided to pretend that I was getting some for someone else as well so i said can i get two soft serves and then i went up to our empty apartment and sat there on the couch with
0: a soft serve in each hand
1: hand watching the good wife and like taking turns licking (laughs) them it was a great time time. you
0: had two like soft serve cones how'd you get in like you need both hands
1: (laughs) i don't remember did you set
0: one on the ground no
1: i probably put it between did the like between two finger type of thing um,
0: All right. Well, you, I mean, you, you could talk to your therapist about this, but you have an issue, like, of people, like, thinking that you're a kid. So did you feel childlike? Yeah, I think anytime time an I feel
1: childlike, it? I... Uh, so you doubled
0: down, literally.
1: Yeah. And I was like, no, this is something, I'm, I'm getting these for me and another person, so, which made it somehow yeah. acceptable to In me. In your mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I do have definitely plenty of things to talk to my therapist about. Uh, But that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. We watch an episode of each, each week. Recap, compare, contrast. We have all sorts of segments and stuff. This week, we're on to season five, episode seven of both shows. Um, Season five, episode seven of Friends is called The One Where Ross Moves In. Is that right? Yes. Okay, um, and season five, episode seven of How I Met Your Mother is called Rough Patch, or The Rough Patch, I can't remember. Um, uh, you you write these down, and then I try to go from memory, but then I always have to like look at, look at your notes. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna put a pin in The Rough Patch, Ouch. and we are going to start with season five, episode seven of Friends, the one where Ross moves in. So we open uh, at, at at the perk, and, uh, Joey is, uh, reading an issue of Nat Geo and ooing and eyeing at the pig teats, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ross comes in, his hair is almost up. Turns out he got kicked out of the new apartment that he was, uh, subletting from Emily's cousin because he and Emily are splitting up and the cousin doesn't want anything to do with him anymore. Um... So I guess this is, at this point, Joey and Chen are like, well, why don't you move in with us until you find a place, right? Yes.
0: Uh,
1: meanwhile, we see uh, we, we haven't been to um, Monica's workplace in a long time. Hello? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 so we get to the work, uh, Monica's workplace, which is closed and empty at the, at the moment. Um, there are neon signs in the window. I didn't think it was a neon sign in the window type of place. Um, but anyway, that's in the establishing shot. It looks more like a gastropub yeah. than the whatever it's supposed to be uh but she's she she's in there phoebe's with her and they're being inspected by the health inspector mm-hmm. played by gregory sporleader who um you might recognize from a lot of things especially in the like mid 90s to mid 2000s he was in like he's one of the sold like uh, soldiers in the rock he's one of the soldiers in black hawk down hmm. um I recognized him immediately, because he I just didn't. has a very distinctive face. I don't
0: know him, but he has a, a strong jaw, which yeah. maybe that's why he's... He keeps he playing soldiers. soldiers. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but anyway, I, I, I recognized him immediately. I had to look up his name, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's the well, guy He's Larry Morocco. in the show,
0: Larry the, the Health Inspector. Yeah,
1: which is, reminds me that Larry the Cable Guy yeah. made a movie called Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, this, guy, this poor guy has to hold down two jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't see health... Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector, I did see Witless Protection, which is truly terrible. Truly one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life.
0: I haven't seen either.
1: Um, Yeah, you don't need to. Um, But that's, you know, we were talking... Wait, were we talking about this? Um, This might not have been on the podcast. We were talking about Zack Snyder. No, we... Uh, We talked about Zack Snyder.
0: We talked about Zack Snyder a lot because our busboy at our favorite... Restaurant,
1: Yeah, Gastropub. Is, yeah,
0: Is a huge Zack Snyder fan.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's got, like, Snyder pictures head. of him with him.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he has, like, But tattoos. I know it came up because we got, like, a comment about it. Yeah. But...
0: Uh, oh, we were talking about the Owls of Gahul.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which even our <laughs> friend who's the best Zack Snyder ahead. Or, or the busboy said he owns a copy of *Legend of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahoole*, but has never watched
0: it. I wonder if we ask him tomorrow when we go, we we'll check watch in. Yeah,
1: *The Owls of Gahoole*.
0: And then we can uh, sing, "And you take to the sky," yeah. and see if he <laughs> yeah. can we sing along. About all of this,
1: but we were talking about how. Um, Like, Zack Snyder makes movies that we don't like, but by all accounts is just, like, a super nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Same thing with Laird the Cable Guy, a.k.a. Dan Whitney is is his real name. Is that everyone says he's just, like, the most personable, friendly guy. But then also, like, Witless Protection protection has stuff in it that is, like, straight-up hardcore Islamophobic. That I'm like, well, how nice a guy can he be? Right. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who Who is saying he's nice? You know? You gotta... Uh, Yeah, I guess... You gotta consider
1: that's the word i don't know that's the word from like other comics who are like this guy's like so friendly and supportive uh which is rare in the american comedy scene it's very cutthroat right <laughs> it's very competitive they're all friends but they all hate each other is, is what my understanding is yeah. um so i wrote phoebe's got a crush she loves larry uh the health inspector health inspector right away um and uh they essentially make plans to go out uh they're at then Rachel and Monica are at the perk and Rachel's asking about how Ross is doing, but Monica's like, Don't like get back into my brother again and uh there's a bit here where she's like, I'm not, you know, gonna swoop in on a guy five minutes after he gets divorced, and Monica's like, No, you'd rather swoop in five minutes before he gets married. Yeah. <laughs> Just like uh Rachel needs some aloe for that sick burn, I think. Yes. Um Then Danny from last episode, the Yeti. Danny the Yeti swings by, Greg Newburn. Um the prospective son-in-law from father of the bride yes uh he swings by and 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 mentions uh he mentions that he's throwing a housewarming party but doesn't invite them and so rachel yeah. becomes convinced this is some sort of mind game because yeah. they went out once right and just, she liked just him, once and but he never they never called.
0: called
1: yeah you know yeah um but she's convinced this is some mind game so she's like like he wants me to ask him out but i'm not gonna um anyway uh so Joey and Chandler come home to their apartment, and Ross has his boxes just everywhere, strewn yeah. about the place. Um, he has changed the message on the answering machine.
0: <laughs> um, real quick segment stolen from Seinfeld. This is very much like George's outgoing Yeah, but his voicemail. was better. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, he does, we will, we will we'll call, call you, you back. back. Just, yeah i was like when he started doing this stomp stop clap thing i was like oh it's gonna be we are we are not home yeah. nope we will we will call, call you right back, back. <laughs> yeah um so phoebe goes on a date with larry and Where he goes,
0: can I be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry
1: yeah no that's great um, so Phoebe's on a date with Larry. He goes to use the men's room and comes back, and he's like, we're getting out of here. We're getting out of here to this place. has so many violations. I'm shutting it down right now. And Phoebe's, like, weirdly turned on by this power. Phoebe's,
0: like, real horned up about his badge and just, like, his power yeah, to this shut doesn't, down doesn't seem like something
1: Phoebe's into. Like, yeah. she's an anti-authoritarian, isn't she? Yeah. Maybe that's why it's her kink.
0: But yeah, but she, this comes up a lot with her because, like, she loves meat all of a sudden. And, you know, yeah. like, she's a...
1: She's an enigma. Complex, yeah, yeah. she's an enigma. Um, Chandler comes home and Joey has built a fort with Ross's boxes, um, which is cute. But then Chandler mm-hmm. sees Ross's air purifier and has memories of what an annoying college roommate he was. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: which, the,
1: uh, there's a funny line in Ross here. Ross is kind of like
0: ahead of his time with the air purifier.
1: Yeah, yeah um but chandler says like oh i remember you know four years college was four years of just mm, just making the airport purifier noise and joey's like uh dude you should have gone out more <laughs> which is pretty funny yeah <laughs> um uh what is this so finally danny does co- sorry the Eddie. danny the Eddie does come by and invites rachel and monica to the housewarming, housewarming party but but uh, right, monica's like yeah i'll I'd love to stop by, and Rachel makes up an excuse that she has a a gala for regattas, a regatta gala, because yeah. that's there's some sort of charity for boats.
0: Well, um, or, <laughs> well, he's like, "Oh, do you sail?" And she said, "No, but I support it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah, she made up a, a a gala, regatta gala for a fake boat charity. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. There's a cute scene here where Joey like or Ross is like working from home and Joey's just sitting in a chair like play, like tapping and playing with yeah. a like a wind-up like alligator thing. It's yeah. like this is what Joey does with his day. Yeah. Um but uh Ross is getting annoy- annoyed um and uh Chandler comes home and Ross is, and Joey's like we need like makes an excuse to we got to go play foosball in my bedroom but he's like Joey's like fed up with with, uh, with with Ross Chandler agrees that he's got to go. But um,
0: specifically, the reason the, why the
1: yeah yeah, which I was going to get to in uh, under the umbrella. Oh, okay. But yeah, we could talk. He does like a little like quiet down like hand gesture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it is very annoying. Um, and uh, Joey has a weird collection of posters in his.
0: Mm-hmm. Like He's got Vertigo? like, or he, he has like a Hitchcock poster.
1: He has, yeah, well, Hitchcock the and Who? Brando, and yes, but then Scarface yeah. and the Who. But then there's also like, Lovers' Revenge, which seems like a made up movie. But I don't know. Let's let's see if Lovers' Revenge is a real classic movie. There's a 2022 listing called that, mm. but no, yeah, I don't think. I think it's a it's a made-up movie poster. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Weird collection of posters. Okay. um, Then Joey goes over, like, the next day, Joey goes over to the ladies' apartment and says his favorite chicken place down on the block has been closed down, and and Phoebe says, like, oh, yeah, Larry shut it down. Turns out he's been, like, shutting down all their favorite places, yeah. you know? um. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's like, Where are we gonna eat? And Monica's like, Someplace clean. And Joey's like, Oh, yum! Yeah, <laughs> I should have put that in the funniest moments when yeah. I think about it, it's pretty funny. That was funny. Um, uh, Danny shows up because he needs to borrow a ladle for his mm-hmm. uh party, which mm-hmm. sounds pretty lame.
0: No, a ladle is for the um, the punch, the punch, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, um. I thought he was having some kind of some sort of soup party, but Rachel hides because
0: I mean, it was kind of like the food at the party was like we're a, gonna get to
1: it, it's oh, like, okay. yeah. Um, Rachel hides because her regatta gala takes place during the day, so she can't be there. Yeah, um, uh, at the perk, Joey and Chandler force Ross into going to look at a, an apartment that's available right away because they want him out of there. They go look at it, it's a tiny, tiny, like. It's a studio apartment which when we first started dating I lived in a studio but it was cute. Mm-hmm. Right? I mm-hmm. mean the studio was cute my sense of design maybe wasn't the best. Um no, no it wasn't. <laughs> but there was it was a cute studio apartment. It was like uh, attached like bungalow ho- bungalow court yeah. housing yeah. like probably built in the 10 teens or early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know they probably it was right alongside Paramount Studios I imagine like Uh, perspective starlets were like housed Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. or something um anyway uh so yeah studios aren't all awful but this one is yeah and this one has a kitchen a kitchen slash bathroom which at least my studio had a separate kitchen and bathroom yeah um
0: although it was kind of like an open format kitchen mine yeah
1: yeah because it had the behind the stove it had like a countertop that looked into the living area slash bedroom yeah it was a nice studio apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I had neighbors who were filthy and we would get ants.
0: And cockroaches.
1: I know you say you saw a cockroach, but
0: um, I showed you the cockroach.
1: <laughs> I believe you.
0: I saw multiple ones. And I also got fleas from
1: uh I think I mean the, my next door neighbors um were like two older men and I I don't I don't mean like a couple. Like Yeah. They like I think they were like hoarders, and like uh, it was their apartment was very messy, mm-hmm. and so I
0: attribute all the vermin,
1: yeah because it, it always it would always come from that side too, it wasn't from the other side, yeah, you know, they'd literally the ants would literally come through the wall on that side and try to eat rich loose cat food, right they'd like crawl all over the food like they were trying to carry it back or something, yeah, it was it was the one like downside to that place, which was a cute place, mm-hmm. in the middle of Hollywood. Classic, it's Classic. a cool apartment. All right, um, where was I? Uh, but the, oh, it's like a tiny apartment and it's carpeted, which is gross, um, right? The the studio that mm-hmm. they make Ross look mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ross understands, like, when they keep pushing him into taking it and he gets the picture and he's sad and he sort of, like, resigns himself to go fill out the application. Um Larry comes to the perk to pick up Phoebe for their date, um, and immediately starts like uh well there's first is an exchange that we'll get to in funniest moments, but um uh but he starts like pointing out
0: critiquing critiquing
1: like, things at the perk and Phoebe's like, No, you, you have to stop shutting places down. You have to just be be normal. Yeah. Um
0: But it is true, like you're not supposed to walk through the restaurant with trash, like you're supposed to take it out to the back and Gunther yeah started walking through yeah the cafe like the seating area with garbage bags yeah which no one would do no one would do that Um, i mean some people would do that but yeah shouldn't
1: so um so joey and chandler like are kind of feeling bad about themselves but then the person from the studio apartment calls because uh, ross put them as references and chandler makes up a bunch of stuff to make Ross sound bad, so yeah. he won't get the apartment, which yeah. which is uh, uh, nice and funny. We'll talk about it later. Um, okay, then we finally get to Danny's party, housewarming party, which is, like, in the hallway, which is, like, rude.
0: Or is it so and big that it, like, fills out into the hallway?
1: I guess it spilled out into the hallway, yeah. sure. But, like, you someone's, like, gonna complain.
0: Well, what's, like, lame about this party is, like, there's, like... Salad with croutons.
1: That's what people That's are, what people around, are like, eating, like eating with their hands. Which I love.
0: I love salad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, if I go to like a party, I'm not getting a plate of salad and like eating it in the hallway. Like walking
1: around. With, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, they're listening to Smash Mouth.
0: They're listening to Smash Mouth.
1: Um. But Rachel, like, so she fakes her entrance like she's just coming home from the the gala, and it turns out, uh, Danny the Yeti uh is not interested in Rachel. He wants to set her up with his friend, but Rachel doesn't believe that. She still thinks this is part of the thing. Yeah. But the friend is Doug Benson. Yeah. Uh the the great comedian yep. Doug Benson. Um
0: what was his name in the episode?
1: Oh uh Woody? I can't remember.
0: Okay. It should have been Doug, because Doug's like a good name of like kind of a doofus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hold on, I Teddy? I feel it was, like it was a Y like a ending in a Y name.
0: Okay.
1: It might have been Teddy. Um it was Tom. I was way off. Tom. Uh so
0: Okay, and any friends and mothers uh named Doug. Please don't take offense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a great name. I remember uh there's an episode of Kids in the Hall where um Buddy, you know, Scott's character buddy the who would always the gay guy who would do the monologues yeah. you know he's um performing or what do you call officiating gay weddings uh-huh. you know um and so he says he's got these two young men that he's marrying and he says uh, i state your name and the one guy says david and he says take i you state your name and he says david and Buddy's like i could have guessed so like i've always thought like do people think that like Gay guys are named David? Like, I mean, maybe that's a Canadian thing. I never heard that outside of that One Kids in the Hall episode where the hmm. One Kids in the Hall sketch that implies that David is a common name among gay men. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, so then uh, we leave the party and we get a quick shot of the World Trade Center Towers. Um, and then... Uh, Joey and Chandler are home and they're playing. This is what they just fuck around and they're like chairs when they're home because yeah. Chandler is spinning Joey around a hundred times and he's got a cow- uh, cowboy uh, helmet. Uh, football helmet, football helmet, on. helmet, and then he stands up and immediately like, and, like pitches over.
0: You knew it was gonna happen, but it was still so funny.
1: Uh, yeah, and I think part of why it's so funny, even though you know it's gonna happen, is that there's, like, no build-up or, like, draw out the tension at all. Like, literally the second he gets onto his feet, he just keeps going.
0: <laughs> into a head, <laughs> right. first into a box. Yeah.
1: That's really uh, uh, so Ross comes home, and he's still, like, uh, mopey, but they convince him to, to stay. Um.
0: Even though also Phoebe, he, like lets him stay, Phoebe invites oh, him right. to stay, to stay at Phoebe. her house. Yeah, yeah. But they convince him to stay in the corner there.
1: Yeah, uh, and so that's kind of how the episode ends, except at the end there's a, a tag where all three of the guys are playing in the fort.
0: In the fort, in yeah. the box fort.
1: Yeah, any of the stray observations, or should we move on to funniest moments?
0: Um, yeah, we can move on to funniest moments.
1: Uh, so I like okay. when, after Larry's been shutting down places, and Joey's had the whole like where are we gonna eat thing. When Larry is suggesting places to to Phoebe, he's like, How about so and so? And she's like, uh, oh I love that place. So no. No. And then she go and he's like, How about like Mama's Atelles yeah. or something like that? And she goes, Ooh. Ugh, sure.
0: Let's go there. Yeah. <laughs> um Also in like a little bit of like Chandler knows Joey so well. When Ross is like, "I have nowhere to go. I feel like a nomad," and Joey like starts laughing, and Chandler knew that Joey was laughing because it reminded him of Gonad. Yeah.
1: So hey, Joey when Chandler says that, Joey like points at yeah. the Chandler and nods. Yeah, it's yeah. cute
0: when they are like yeah. truly seem like friends.
1: Yeah. Um. My only other one, uh, Chandler's whole thing of trying to sabotage the apartment and how, like, how far he has to go. Because first he says that Ross has a big, loud dog. Turns out the landlord loves Mm, dogs. Dog
0: lover, huh?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so then he says that Ross is a tap dancer, and apparently he's into that. Tap dancing is a lost art form. Yeah. Uh, So finally he says he's a pimp. And, like, you don't hear what the landlord says, but clearly, like, that one, like, stuck. Yeah. And so Chandler says, yes, he's a big tap dancing pimp.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um I loved um the Regatta Gala and like supporting sailing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's just so absurd but <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. Um I have more to you... No, I'm done. Okay. Um when Phoebe initially meets Larry the health inspector, um he walks into the kitchen and she said to Monica, "I'd let him check out my kitchen floor." <laughs> um also, when, um, when Chandler's complaining about Ross as a roommate from college and, like, the air purifier and how annoying it was, Joey says, dude, grow up and watch TV in the fort with me. <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah. Uh, I thought I had another one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The game with the, the dizzy game with the helmet was funny, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I can't read. Oh, well, can I read, can I see? My writing. Can I see? Stop talking. Oh, oh, okay. At the very end, when they're all in costumes playing in the fort, yeah. the dudes, and Chandler puts on like a, a, a bonnet. bonnet, Yeah. and then of course he's like, is this like a lady's hat? And then Joey said, stop talking and make us some tea. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> because uh, this will get us into friends, but how I make, uh, but friends, but... Make it fashion. Not how I make it fashion. How I make it
0: fashion.
1: (laughs) Um, Friends with make it fashion, uh, at the end of the tag, um, I like Joey's cowboy hat. I don't like Ross's Native American Mm headdress. But, yeah, and then Chandler puts on a bonnet. Yeah. And you got, I mean, I've got a couple more for make it fashion.
0: Um, Well, if they didn't make a joke about Ross's hair when he first walks into the (laughs) park, it's quite shocking.
1: Yeah. Um, I liked... um, well, I like Doug Benson's striped sweater. Mm-hmm. It's like very like, I guess Cosby sweater ish yes. kind of. Yes. Yeah, and then I have um, one
0: more. I liked Monica's orange and black turtleneck.
1: Wait, which one? The one that's like it has different stripes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that was my next one too. So yeah. while Rachel is making up her Galilei, yeah. Monica is wearing an orangish reddish. Black and brown. It's a series of stripes, yeah. but it's also divided down the middle, so yes. the stripes are not even across. Yes. It almost looks like multicolored like, piano keys. Yes. It's yes. very cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, but then that's just on the body on of the, the thing.
0: On the chest.
1: Yeah, yeah. The sleeves, it's a long-sleeved turtleneck. Orange. And the sleeves are orange, but with tiny stripes, like little like almost pinstripes on yeah. them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Um, also, Phoebe, she's wearing her orange um. Like furry coat. Okay. It's not like fur, but it's right. like furry material. Yeah, she got rid of the
1: fur coat. Fuzzy, yeah. That angry squirrel made her feel bad.
0: Yeah. Um, also, quick props to their props department. Did you notice, I don't know why this was, but Monica was reading a book at the park called Practical Intuition and in Love. Yeah. And I feel like we we're like supposed to read it and look at it. It's not a real book. Oh, you looked it up. No, I didn't, but I'm just assuming it's not a real book.
1: Because remember, there was a thing where. Um,
0: I don't know, maybe it is because.
1: On on How I Met Your Mother, there was like that comic book that different characters kept reading, yeah. and like it was real. So here we go Practical Intuition in Love. Let Your Intuition Guide You to the Love of Your Life, uh, written by Laura Day. Oh.
0: Um, yeah, that, that's what it was. So it's a real book.
1: Yeah, published. Okay. October 7th, 1998, so it would have been a brand new okay. book at okay. the so at the a time. little bit
0: of a product placement, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, also, mazel to the to the Magna Doodle. We get No Girls Allowed, which is very, like, on brand with their fort. With making. the fort, yeah. And then at the end, when they're all in the fort, it says happy, and there's a big smiley face.
1: Yeah. Okay. What's under the umbrella? You start here.
0: Um, Ross being a sad sack.
1: Yeah, I wrote that. Mopey Ross.
0: Um, Chinese takeout to the extreme. When? I don't remember what scene it was, but it's, obvi- it's at Monica's. So I don't remember what scene it is, but there's probably 10 yep. Chinese takeout containers on the table. And we've discussed this before. One entree each and maybe an appetizer. Yeah. For us.
1: But I think... It's- There should be a Chinese restaurant that does like the TV and movie style meal where you get like a half dozen like quarter portions.
0: That's just wasteful.
1: (laughs) It could all be recyclable. It would be like, well, I guess, I mean, I I guess what I'm describing is kind of dim sum. Mm -hmm. Are there dim sum takeout places? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, part of the fun of dim sum is being there and like flagging down the carts as they go past, um, but I'm I'm sure you could do like a like pick your own yeah. dim sum for takeout or delivery.
0: Yeah, and maybe they have I don't know, packaging that's not as detrimental to the environment. Do you remember the old Chinese takeout containers um used to have like metal handles yeah. so you couldn't put them you in the microwave? I
1: re- reheat them, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I'm glad they, they did away with that.
1: But I always finished all my...
0: You never had leftovers. Chicken
1: fried rice, which is and, what I always got as a kid because I was not I think, adventurous.
0: I think the move also is, like, if you do have leftovers, you should put them in, like, Tupperware. It'll, like, keep them longer. But that yeah. that's not as fun, I guess.
1: No. What is... Everybody, we haven't done any calls to action. Yeah. What's your go-to Chinese takeout or delivery order?
0: Okay. Mine's kind of boring, it's always like the tofu vegetable, yeah. dish,
1: yeah, I think the truth is you and I think, as we've taught, we've talked about on this podcast before, um Thai food is so prevalent in Los Angeles that I feel like we get Chinese food very rarely
0: I think thai we food, do Thai, yeah, we have like so many great Thai yeah. options,
1: but like on we tend to get um. Chinese on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and I usually get noodles because I, it's Christmas time. I've been drinking a lot. I want something to like some soak notes. up the yeah. <laughs> soak up the booze. So, uh, but yeah, I want to hear people's go to Chinese orders because I should probably like expand my horizons with Chinese food.
0: You know what's really good, and I'm ashamed to admit it, but Panda Express has the Impossible or the. Um, Beyond orange chicken. And I know orange chicken is just like candy, deep fried, like kind of gross. But the Beyond version is really, really good.
1: Yeah. Enjoy it while you can because Beyond as a company is struggling. Yeah. Yeah. They keep losing money and laying people off. And I don't know. It's too bad. It is too bad. Yeah. Uh, But
0: you've had it, right? You tried it when I got it?
1: Yeah. I think. Yeah. I had one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. That's delicious. Yeah.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, do you have any more under the umbrella? Um, we've called to action like how many dishes is appropriate, yeah, we did that before, yeah, but that's still on the table, yeah, yeah, literally on the table. Let us know, (laughs) um, under the umbrella. Let's see. Um, oh, you talked a little before about the hand hand gestures that Ross, the Gellers. Are you know full of hand gestures? Yeah, they're but very this one is...
1: demonstrative with their hands when they talk. But so they're he Jews. Does a... That's, that
0: makes sense.
1: I guess That's so. That's what we do. So he does a, I think what it's supposed to be is two hands, right? Yeah. And I think one is supposed to be the like the knob or lever, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: other one is supposed to be the level, like the readout, right? Oh. So he pushes one down and the other goes down. Oh. I, that's what I think it is.
0: Wow. You thought well into the mechanics of this. I just thought it was, like... like.
1: But he doesn't see what you're doing right now. Yeah. You're doing the, like... What did, um...
0: That's what Joey thought. Joey
1: thought it was like a puppy, like waving to a puppy or something yeah, like that. Yeah, um, Or Chandler thought that. Uh, but, um... He, you're doing that with both hands, but he only does the that like sandwich hand thing with one. one the same. other one is flat and brings okay, it down. So, so I think what he's saying is like, imagine down. like a, a a receiver for your stereo, and you've got a volume like, okay, what would you call that? Like a slider, volume slider. Okay, and then you've got the readout that says how high the volume is. So I think with his flat hand, he's okay manipulating the thing, and his sandwich hand is supposed to be the visual representation of the volume. Okay. That's what I think it is.
0: Okay. I like, I mean, I like my version of just like two mouths, like (laughs) quietening down. Um, Okay. I left out two of my funniest lines that I um, forgot to mention. And one of them was um, Doug Benson. When he meets uh, Rachel (laughs) and he's like, I heard you work at Bloomingdale's. My mom calls it bloomies. (laughs) And then also like um when Rachel says to Monica um like you should obviously know what kind of Regatta Gala starts at night <laughs> yeah. and Monica's like a fake one Yeah <laughs>
1: uh, uh all right is that it
0: Uh okay under the umbrella uh the blah, 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 blah. probably not I'm probably going to find more later um
1: I'm fascinated by the way you take notes and things just apparently are all over the place.
0: Because I was eating toast (laughs) while we were watching it. You were, yeah. A little distracted. Um, Yeah, I guess that's it.
1: Okay, well then let's take a quick break. Okay.
0: What makes a life a good one?
1: Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion And we're back and we are ready to talk about season five, episode seven of How I Met Your Mother, which again is called The Rough Patch. Natalie, take it away.
0: Okay, so uh, Ted is telling his kids, um, now your Uncle Barney has very strong opinions about relationships. And then we get the introduction of Barney bringing his trunk of porn <laughs> to um to give to Ted and Marshall basically yeah. and saying like I don't need this anymore um and then he ha- kind of hate this episode spoiler but he has like a relationship gut okay that's like noticeable right away and they're kind of like oh um you're just in a you have a you have a, you have a relationship gut um but the gang is kind of noticing that uh, both Barney and Robin are like changing a little bit. Like they're not doing like the crazy adventures, crazy adventures that they once did, and they're kind of like unraveling slowly. Um, it gets a little bit more extreme, but in between that, um, Ted and Lily and Marshall, I kind of like secretly want to keep the porn, even though they're all like, "Oh, I'll I'll throw this out on the way," or "I'm gonna." Throw this in the street. Yeah. They all want it. And the names of these, like, pornos are, like, very funny. And yeah. um, there's one that's... <laughs> wait, it's called... Um, wait, don't tell me. Um, Archisecture.
1: Archisecture. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: obviously, Ted's going to watch that. So, he puts it on. Well, he
1: doesn't. There's a funny bit. Oh,
0: he yeah. Because he's talking to his kids. Yeah the the videotape like flew out of his hands like hit ricocheted off the wall um, closed the window and then like went into the VHS
1: and then the box turned the TV on the it was, box like the turned last the TV on, it was like.
0: and then he fell into the couch <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> to, to be forced to watch it and then lo and behold it's Barney saying hello Ted yeah. like if you're watching this right now something is very very wrong because any circumstance that I would Willingly give away my porn collection. I'm in a relationship. I don't want to be please get me out of this. Even if I say I'm happy, you you must help me. So Ted and Marshall are kind of like, we should probably break them up. This is what Barney would want. and Lily, as you know, the voice of reason, she's like, it's okay. This is just a rough patch. Please leave them alone. Um, but it's getting worse, of course. Barney has like a really unfortunate like fat suit, I guess. And Robin yeah. is just Robin looks like an old lady, so they're both kind of like they're killing each other. There's a fat guy and an old lady. That's what they call him. Yeah. Um and then we see like kind of the downfall of this relationship. They don't even have sex anymore. They would rather eat pizza. Um and then Yeah, so Ted and Marshall are like, we have to break them up. We need to unleash the Kraken. And the Kraken is Lily, because Lily has broken up so many relationships. She seems to have a special skill.
1: Yeah, we learned about this last season. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So Ted is like, hey, what really freaks Robin out is, like, the thought of being proposed to. So, like, like a ring and a champagne glass would freak her out. Um, But then they oh okay so um he tries it at the um at the white flag diner
1: That's funny. I which just is I realized like a funny, that. Like yeah, oh like, yeah.
0: Like, like uh, what um
1: giving up? Yeah, like yeah.
0: mercy we give S- yeah, up. Surrendering. Yeah. Surrendering. Um, I didn't even
1: catch that. But yeah.
0: Yeah, so the white flag diner um they're basically like playing chicken, like who's going to break up first. So she seems kind of like almost like resigned to the idea of marrying Barney. So she agrees like, yeah, like yeah. we'll get a tax break because they, we love each other. Why not?
1: Yeah. I love that. They ordered champagne at the diner.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they go to McLaren's and then they, um, announce that they're getting married and Robin asks, um, Lily to be her maid of honor. Although she would be a matron of honor cause she's married. Right. The rules are so dumb. Yeah um yeah uh I and mean,
1: then yeah women, like technically a lot of women shouldn't be wearing white at their weddings if you're gonna go by these yeah. old-fashioned rules they're
0: so down those traditions are so yeah. dumb. like the yeah. giving away of the
1: now obviously you were right to wear white at our wedding right yes you, we, yeah we of course waited until our wedding night
0: yeah our wedding night <laughs> that's what we wanted to do <laughs> No one wants to have sex on their wedding night.
1: Yeah, I know. We were, like, right? too tired. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: the last thing I want to do. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so Lily at that point is like, we have to break them up. So she's releasing the Kraken, and then she comes up with this whole, like, plan, plan of attack. Um, so it's going to start with the Battle of the Dirty Dishes um and then right because these
1: it's like the four biggest fights that robin and marshall robin and barney have had she's going to try and trigger all of them at once
0: yes so the battle of the dirty dishes the ex-girlfriend conflict with crazy meg um star star wars altercation and then the canadian-american war (laughs) which involves like him um bad-mouthing neil young (laughs)
1: by repeatedly referring to him as like an, an old lady. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We'll get to we'll get to that later. Okay, okay. Um and then she uh oh, okay. So she orchestrates this her, her masterpiece, what she calls it, um the plot to break them up. So they're back at the White Flag Diner and then she's reminding them of all the fights. Um Alan Thick stops by,
1: right? Because uh,
0: that's part of the Canadian-American War. Right.
1: Because um, Alan Thick was in the video for Sandcastles in the Sand. Yes. And uh, it was revealed they've remained friends. And, yes. And um, Lily uh, pilfered his number out of Robin's phone. Her
0: phone. And then um, Crazy Meg, who's ob- obsessed with Barney.
1: Yeah, that's also a returning. And role. then
0: they try to get. Um, A stormtrooper, but she just gets like a weird robot guy with lobster hands. And
1: so, a couple things: Um, the actor in the robot suit is Whit Hertford, who has been on my podcast Battleship Pretension, and he's uh, at the very beginning of Jurassic Park. He's the kid who like isn't impressed by the velociraptors, but then Sam Neill like tells him how how a velociraptor would kill him. You remember talking about? Yeah. It's basically
0: criminal what Sam Neill does to this kid. Yeah,
1: yeah. But Sam Neill's character doesn't like, Alan doesn't like kids. That's his thing. Yeah, So, uh, but also there's an entire, I normally like roll my eyes at Star Wars discussions Mm -hmm. on both these shows, Mm -hmm. but there's an entire thing about how Lily just assumed the stormtroopers were all robots and like she realizes for the first time that they're not and so they blew up a Death Star full of people. Uh, I liked this little aside. I thought that was pretty funny. Um but we'll get actually, we'll actually get back to that.
0: We'll but get soon. back to that. Um so Lily and Marshall and oh um wait. So then who um the what's his name? Matt Jones. What is his character?
1: Uh He's a, they ordered pizza with for the steak out. because yes, that's the whole the other stakeout. thing. Is Marshall wanted a steakout van? Ted saved money yes, by yes. renting a, a station wagon. Yes, and they ordered pizza. And yeah, the pizza the pizza delivery guy is Matt Jones, yes. aka Badger from yes. Breaking Bad. Yes,
0: yeah, um, he's very funny. Um, so they're all like like spying at the restaurant, and he sees them, or they see them. They see Barney and Robin, like get up. And then they kiss, and so Lily is like, "What the hell? Like we we planned this perfectly." Yeah. Um, but then we learn what really happens. So what really happens is they actually do break up. Um, they look out. They actually look in the mirror and like see themselves and don't like what they see. And then they have like a very, I think, a very healthy conversation about yeah. how like this is not working for us. We love each other, but we're... I mean, it's silly that they say we're too awesome together. Yeah. (laughs) That um, we need to break up. Um, And then, you know, Barney's sad about, um, like, not being able to be friends anymore. And then she comes up with the idea that, like, this is not a breakup. It's two friends getting back together, which I thought was really sweet. sweet. Um, And then they... Um, like kiss like one last time mm-hmm. and then like there's a little joke about like if I'm 40 and still not married and she's like no I already have that bet with Ted and he's like if you're 39 and you <laughs> know funny. so it's like <laughs> kind of cute um, so they're at that, at McLaren's um, we broke up and then they're all sitting down and Barney walks in and he's like back to his like normal self he yeah. says daddy's home and all the women's yeah women um,
1: and Robin's also back to her herself. With her, she has clean skin and good hair.
0: Bad clothes.
1: Bad clothes. That's stay That's <laughs> that's, that's Robin. Yeah.
0: Um, Robin Thick comes in and well, Alan Thick. Alan Thick. Robin yeah. Thick's dad. Right. Right. <laughs> but I guess Robin and Thick. You know. Yeah. Alan. Yeah. Thicke. Robin Thick. Yeah. That's right. Um. Wait, so do I- you
1: think? Hold on. Within the How I Met Your Mother universe. Are Alan Thick and Robin such good friends that he named his son? Yeah, <laughs> after her. Yes,
0: I do think that. <laughs> okay, I do think that. Um,
1: I'm not sure the timeline actually works out there. So
0: Alan Thick men- mentions um, the failed Canadian TV show, and then of course. <laughs> That ignites Barney, and he needs to right. obviously find Cause it because we he's think obsessed they just with... know
1: each other from Sandcastles in the Sand. I don't think so. Oh, no, we did this other thing that like yeah. failed. Yeah. But
0: Barney's obsessed with humiliating Robin yeah. and her like Canadian history, yeah. and stardom. And that's the end of the episode.
1: Um, yeah, I just only uh, only thing I wanted to point out that was it's not quite funny enough to be in funniest moments, but I like every time we return back to the apartment, Ted he appears to be like cataloging all the porn like he has the box open and is like organizing the porn the entire episode uh i like that that sort of uh, running gag
0: yeah um, right. what's
1: uh what's in funniest moments
0: <laughs> well um when lily and marshall like leave the apartment with the hidden porn <laughs> marshall's like <laughs> what'd you get she's like i got squat Thinking that the, like she yeah. didn't get anything, but it's a porn called Squat. Yeah,
1: he's like, I could have sworn I saw you take something. Yeah. Yeah, it's called Squat. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned archisexture. Yeah. But you didn't mention the movie's subtitle, The Tale of the Flying Buttress.
0: Oh, my God. I didn't even see that. Um, but along the same lines is when, um, <laughs> when Ted inadvertently has to watch this episode, yeah. just Barney saying... Hello, Ted.
1: Just getting... I have this, too, because it's so well done. We see the whole, like, intro. Like, it's a shot of a skyscraper, and the word architecture shows up, and the tail in the flying buttress. And then just before the movie proper starts, it cuts to Barney. Hello, Ted. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, I have... Okay. Um, Darling, yeah. My dog smells bad. Um, When Barney is insulting Neil Young... Um, he says um, it's definitely an old lady with um, vocal cord paralysis. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so Barney and Robin don't go out anymore. Uh, they stayed home and watched a movie on cable, and it was uh, the- legend, wait for it, it's of the fall. <laughs> yes,
0: so that was... That was in mine, too, but I wanted to use it as a segue to Under the Umbrella, because it's it would fit in oh, both.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, I've got one more.
0: A, a- funniest? Funniest, okay. yeah. Uh,
1: and it's not a moment. It's basically an entire scene that's so well written, which is the stakeout. Yeah. That, like, Marshall and Ted are having an argument about getting a, wa- a station wagon instead of a van, while... Marshall, Ted, and Lily are in an argument about Star Wars and whether the stormtroopers are robots. Alan Thick is like playing the celebrity card and saying, I give I'm doing a favor here, but I have to, you know, get this out. The pizza guy wants to be paid, and the robot wants some of the pizza. And all of this stuff is going on at the same time, and it's so perfectly written yeah. and performed and executed. Uh Th- that was uh, the highlight of the episode, and maybe of our entire day of watching today. For me, that scene.
0: Yeah, that scene was was good. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Also under well, the, are we going under the umbrella?
1: Uh, I, I assume we're both skipping make it fashion because it sucked. Yeah. There was n- terrible.
0: No terrible. one wore anything
1: good this episode. No. I mean, I guess Marshall did have a little like uh, alligator Ooh, polo. I he the little, like. He also had uh, some Lacoste great
0: um, plaid shirts, which I always like Marshall and plaid. Yeah. I That's like everyone in plaid. Best good, we can do. Good luck.
1: Yeah. Uh, I was going to say you should watch the show Outlander, but you did watch Outlander. <laughs> There's a lot of plaid.
0: Good one. And Outlander. Yes, yes. yes. They're
1: right. called tartans.
0: Yeah. I think we already talked about it on the show that um, you were excited to watch it with me, and I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Is it because you're so, like, turned on by the chemistry between Jimmy Hewan and. Katrina Balfe that you were like, this is for, this is just, just for me.
0: I mean, it is like a, like a female sexual fantasy. Right. You so know? I
1: shouldn't be watching it with no, you. No,
0: it was just, I don't want to go by your schedule. Like I just wanted to watch it on my All right. schedule. All
1: right.
0: Um, also under the umbrella, um, some fat phobia and like the emphasis on like pudging out and it being like the worst. <sighs> thing and like the death of a relationship
1: um but i'm gonna challenge you on this a little bit because the first off bob saget ted makes clear that this that, is like, not really this happening. is exaggerated yes the everyone is supportive of the paunch and the pudging out it's 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 not about that it's about barney's level of happiness and disconnection from himself at first when he's just got the gut like everyone's pro like hey this is what happens this is is great we're happy for you guys so i don't think the the i don't think the show is saying barney gaining weight is a bad thing i don't think that's what it was saying i think it was using ted future ted's storytelling to provide a uh, visual signifier for how, sure. the change within,
0: but it was also supposed to be disgusting, like the way he was eating, the way he was like getting. That's true. He was yeah. like, he always had stains all. in yeah. all, like he was a slob.
1: It was kind of like the whale in that sense. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, okay, like the That's idea of like a like a best friends competition because in the in the porn, <laughs> yeah. um, Barney says like my best friend Ted yeah because he knew Marshall was watching with him yeah yeah um yeah you already did the legends of the fall yeah um we're too awesome Star Wars
1: Star Wars Ellen Thick and Meg have mm-hmm. all been all been brought up again and all mm-hmm. like Ellen Thick and Meg will both be back yes on How I Met Your Mother well you yeah. don't know that don't say yes yes you don't know yes um I have one more under the umbrella thing. That's a a negative. Okay. um, That uh,
0: Barney that recording recording women
1: without their knowledge or lying to them against their consent, like recording himself having sex with women, because that's how the little like message to Ted ends. Was with Barney getting into bed with a woman, and then I mean, Ted turns the. the movie off, like I think we're to believe that then the rest of it is that Barney like sex tape, which there is kind of a joke that implied that Lily wanted to keep watching. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't she say like, Oh, was that the end? (laughs) She said something like that, Yeah, which I guess that's kind of funny, but, uh, yeah, I'm not, not happy about Barney recording women against her consent.
0: Gave me the, the (laughs) icks.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, should we move on to similarities then?
0: Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, uh, the idea of like college roommates living together as adults and like complaining oh, yeah. about that okay um also the idea of um wingmen, so Danny has the wingman of uh Doug Benson <laughs> and Barney is always the the wingman um, oh, also um tiny apartments, remember Lily was in that itty bitty apartment, okay yeah. And the apartment that Ross was applying for was tiny.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Lily's fold out bed couldn't even fold out all the way because the apartment's so small. Yeah.
0: Um, Also, um, Rachel, when she like hatches up all these like dumb rules about control, this was very very much like a Barney uh, type reasoning. Um, Also, like um, funny comic. Guest stars Doug Benson and Matt Jones. Yeah. Um, also now like fat suits in Friends yeah, and How I Met sure. Your Mother. Yeah. Um. I think that's all I have.
1: Oh, I have one that I'm surprised. I'm very proud of myself now that you that you didn't catch this one. Um, Ross tapes over Baywatch <gasps> in the same way that Ted yes. or not Ted uh, Barney taped over architecture
0: yes okay good call
1: okay um playing favorites let's play favorites i think you already made clear
0: three two one how i met your mother
1: i i see obviously i said the recording women thing bothers me i see where you're arguing that the show is trying to say that 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 barney's like weight gain is gross um but uh the truth is what this often comes down to is which show that I laugh at more. You can almost always, if you look at my notes, almost always, whichever one has more notes under funniest moment mm-hmm. is the one I end up picking. Mm-hmm. And however, there's just funnier. The, the Friends episode was not especially funny. Um, I thought Rachel's storyline. Uh, I know that, and this is like a complaint I make about Friends every a few times a season is they'll do a storyline that feels like it's like season one ish, you know? So Rachel's whole thing didn't feel in character for her. It felt more melodramatic and like put on her by the writers and it, it felt very sitcom y in a way that I that I feel like a show that's as well written and as well acted as Friends by season five is moving on. It's be and, and the, the, the the show should know its characters enough to write situations for them that are in character. Hmm. So I was okay. I, I think I was turned off by the Rachel Danny storyline more than I was turned off by the fat phobia and uh, it's straight up uh, sexual harassment. What do you what would you call like? I mean, it's a kind of assault, right? Like, yeah, not recording someone yeah. without their knowledge.
0: Yeah. And um, I'm,
1: I'm not sure what legally that would fit under, but it feels like it's a
0: well, it's like it's a violation know, it's for sure, for sure, a violation. But it's called what is it? I don't know. There's like an actual term for it. When people have like naked pictures online. What is that called? Like revenge porn? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a digital, like there's like a term for it.
1: Um, I wonder if anyone here listening, any of your friends and mothers know the legality. Because I know that New York... In California, it is illegal to record someone in any way without their permission. Right. In New York, that's not the case. It's a single party. Like, you can secretly record. My, my understanding is. If in, it's a
0: public setting.
1: Oh, is in, that true? Yes. Not in, in, in your public. home?
0: Um. Yeah, maybe. It's, a, in it's your Barney's home. home. But you can't do like, it in a business.
1: Okay. But, like, obviously, at what point does it. It would become illegal then if Barney were to distribute it. Right. But if it's. This is my question, I guess. Is recording women having sex with you in your bedroom without their consent illegal in and of itself? Or does it only become illegal if you distribute distribute it? it?
0: I think it should be illegal.
1: Yeah, it's super gross no matter what. But I'm I'm curious what the legality of it is. Um, But... uh, don't worry, Natalie. Um, in California, I would have to have your consent no matter what to, re- to record. So I have not been recording as having sex. Um, what? I said, God. Oh God. <laughs> uh, well, let's catch up on our correspondence. Yes. Um, and uh, just a heads up right away, we're not going to have any tomorrow <laughs> or tomorrow next week. Because as we're I just said, two days we're recording tomorrow because yeah. we're going out of town. Um, <gasps>
0: we're actually... Going to New York City. Oh, yeah. So we have to talk about that with our friends and mothers.
1: That's true. We should we should do like a friends and or how I met your mother like location tour.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um there has to be one.
0: There has to be one.
1: I want to do the Sopranos location tour, which you can do one that picks you up in Manhattan and goes into Jersey. I looked at it.
0: Let's do it.
1: Um but that would be that would be fun. Uh all right. I'm almost there. No, no, these are all responses to my other podcast. Oh, Jackson, our friend Jackson says, Increasingly, I see the one where I met your mother as a portrait of a marriage. Well done. Maybe if I had started a podcast with my ex, we wouldn't have gotten divorced, lol. Hmm. So I'm sorry, Jackson, about your divorce. Yeah, um, Yeah. you and I, like, last episode got kind of, like, vulnerable about, like, disagreements we've had or, like, yeah. ways that I have fucked up in the past, Yeah. you know? And been like a, well, I can't remember, like a well-actually type, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. People change. I I, I,
0: corrected my grammar way too soon.
1: Yeah, but also this was 2008, you know? Or 2009, uh, early 2009. Like, I try to be a better person every day, so I'm not the person I was 14 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: I think if we were, we wouldn't still be where we are today.
1: Oh, so Alex, we did talk about Zack Snyder. Um. Uh, he said Sucker Punch, Sucker Punch is the first time ever in a cinema I wish I'd just walked out mm. The Dead Don't Die was the second time I didn't see The Dead Don't Die um, he says I've not made a noise complaint though the ceiling is so thin at home I once heard the Voyager theme tune from the flat upstairs um, so uh, Alex is also reminding us of his Britishness <laughs> By saying, first uh, time ever in a cinema, I've not made a noise complaint, the Voyager theme tune, the flat upstairs. This is great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love this stuff, Alex. Yeah. Um, that But that brings up uh, another call to action. Have you ever walked out of a movie? I never have.
0: Um, I did. Um, but only with my mom. Do you remember a movie... And- it, you're probably going to say, like, oh, this is a great movie. But do you remember the movie Mixed Nuts? Yeah. With Steve Martin?
1: Um, yes, it's it's not a great movie. It's an interesting movie. It's not wholly awful.
0: Well, my mom didn't think so. And she's like, we're going to go. <laughs> so we, yeah,
1: a lot of people hate that movie. We walked um, out. It's directed by the late uh, Nora Ephron. Um, I remember liking it just because it felt like, okay, so first off, it's a... Um, Christmas movie that takes place in Venice Beach. Okay. So already, like, a, like, warm sunshine beachy Christmas movie was interesting to me as a kid.
0: Ooh, 13% on Rotten Yeah, Tomatoes. it's everyone
1: hates the movie. But, uh, like, as a Midwesterner, I thought that there was something novel about Christmas at the beach, you know? Mm-hmm. And also the fact that it's a comedy about people who work at a suicide help
0: yeah. line this was, is a- like,
1: kind of dark in a way that
0: Dynamite cast though.
1: I know. It it has so much going for it that I can't fully write it off. Um, yeah, great cast.
0: Uh, we should watch it this um holiday season.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. Parker
0: Posey is in it, John Stewart, Rob Reiner, Rita Wilson, Anthony LaPaglia. Look, Juliet Lewis, it Lee keeps Schreiber, going. Madeline Kahn, Adam Sandler. This is Wait,
1: but wait till you get like deeper into the cast. It's Gary insane. Shandling, Haley yeah.
0: Joel Osment as a child. Yeah. Victor um, Garber. Mary Gross, love her.
1: Yeah. Michael Badaluco, um, wow. a.k.a. Yeah. What's His Name's Dad from Never Have I Ever. Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, we really need to watch this.
1: Okay, we'll watch it this Christmas. Um,
0: this Christmas, we watched Mixed Nuts.
1: <laughs> it's ne- next call to action. What do you think of the movie Mixed Nuts?
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do a rewatch with us? Should we make it? Should we do
1: like a holiday should special? Should we do a
0: holiday special? Let us know, friends and mothers.
1: Let it snow? No, let us know. Um, I think I made that same joke last week. Uh, So that's it for tweets, but I also have some emails from y'all. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I've got... Okay, just two emails from one person. That person's name... Is. Heliar? I don't know. Okay. Uh, They say I'm from Norway and been listening to yours and Natalie's podcast since the beginning. I love it, even though some of the US centric references go way over my head. Uh, When you started talking about Surge in reference to the fictional soda tantrum, this was on How I Met Your Mother, Mm. uh, it was another name I was not familiar with. When I Googled it, I was surprised to see a very familiar-looking logo. It looked a lot like the logo for a very popular soda called Urge. I was surprised to learn that Urge was created for the Norwegian market, but Coca-Cola rebranded it Surge for the American market. Oh, so it was Urge came first. I like that. It's like a Hydrox Oreos type of thing. Uh, You talked about it being around when you were in college, like it's gone now. Uh, you might be interested to know it's still alive and kicking in Norway and very popular. You can buy it everywhere. There was even a Facebook page dedicated to bring back the 1.5 liter wow. <laughs> that uh, that Coca Cola followed up on. So now you can buy them in 1.5 liter bottles too. I've included a picture taken at a soda vending machine at work just to show you what it looks like. Yeah. And yeah, that is exactly that Surge, surge yeah. just with it's like the
0: it's exactly like, like Friends the like, logos like, and Friends when
1: they just take one letter off yes. uh, Ocean Prey or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's Earth. Um wow. and, and then Heliar followed up to say, uh, um, oh, just what their name is. Uh, oh, and they are apologizing for emailing me instead of the podcast. That's fine. That's as long as I totally
0: fine. And Heliar, you might be interested to know that I just learned last night that my mom's favorite country is Norway.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she did say that.
0: She did say that.
1: Because we were at Red Lobster. We
0: took my parents to Red Lobster for their anniversary.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, there was something that was like Norwegian raw ro- Any lo- ro- time there's something.
0: something on the menu that's like Norway, Norwegian or Norway, she orders it.
1: Is that true? And though? Then or is that just it's her, something she just said? And
0: then she says, it's my favorite country. And I thought,
1: This has never ever come up before. This has never come
0: up <laughs> before. You've never mentioned this.
1: She's never been to Norway.
0: But I you will say... You and I say, have technically...
1: We've been to the Oslo airport. We spent the night there.
0: I had a great sandwich and um, <laughs> had a great conversation. But also at Epcot Center Norway was my favorite ride.
1: But isn't it now the Frozen it's ride? It's now the Frozen yeah. ride.
0: So RIP to the yeah. Norwegian ride.
1: So real quick for the, the our Oslo story, um, real quick, I have to take a, tell a quick version of the story. Because I could literally tell an hour-long version of the story, oh. how we ended up. But we were flying back uh, on Norwegian Airlines, uh supposed to be a uh uh what do you call it uh
0: non-stop,
1: non-stop flight from paris to lax mm-hmm. we're waiting for it to board we all all of us in the boarding area get notices on our phones that the flight has been canceled so we go up to the people working the norwegian desk yeah. and they learn about this from us <laughs> no, one they told no, them. no one told so them so they learn about that from us so suddenly everyone's scrambling to find out what's going to happen calling we all find out okay um, we're flying to Nor. We're flying to Oslo, and s- many of us are told you can be put up in a hotel by the airport. Mm-hmm. Spend the night there. Yeah. The next morning, you will fly to Stockholm, mm-hmm. and then from Stockholm, direct to LAX. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to Oslo. We go up to the you and me, and now we've made friends.
0: Yeah, with, we're all uh, we're all very. And there are angry. people. There yeah. are
1: like people that you are still like yeah. internet friends. Friends with, for you, life that we made. Um, so, like, we all together go up to the desk at the Oslo airport that Norwegian Airlines told us to go to to find out about our hotel vouchers or whatever. And uh, they also have no idea what we're talking about. This is the first they're hearing of it. They give us uh, the equivalent of about $15 um, Cru- to use yeah. anywhere in the airport except it's fucking like eleven forty-five. Yeah. the 7 11 is the only thing open yeah. at the airport so all of us go to 7 11 and then we spend the night in the airport where everything's closed you and i tried to sleep on benches at a wagamama yeah uh it didn't it work like, it was it was torturous
0: desperate we uh, hadn't like showered like it was yeah it was terrible and there was
1: only a small part of the airport we were even allowed in yeah you know then in the morning when the gates open up we're finally allowed into the airport, and that's where you had this delicious sandwich. Suddenly, there's all these like amenities and yeah. stuff. Like, it would have been nice to have access to all that. when We were there all night at the Oslo Airport. And yeah. then, yeah, we fly to Stockholm. Um, the Oslo Airport's beautiful, though. Yeah. It is beautiful. The Stockholm Airport, from what I saw, is very like functional. It's just... Yeah. We, we. But I um, did... Uh, yeah, so we went to Stockholm, then we finally... Oh, and then... Oh, this still makes me so mad. So this is my fuck Norwegian Airlines... Uh, uh, speech. Oh yeah. So I had a checked bag. Yes. Right. Um, or was it my carry-on? I can't remember which one it was. I think it was my checked bag. That um, I had gotten approved at the Paris airport. Like, uh, basically, the idea was like, as long as it's under a certain amount of pound, uh, like, you get one checked bag, as long as it's under a certain weight. Uh, if it's over a certain way, you have to pay, Yeah. right? So I do that at Par- Paris, baggage is with us. In Stockholm, we're flying. No, no, it's not in Stockholm. It's in Norway going to Stockholm mm-hmm. because we took a smaller plane, mm-hmm. and the weight limit is lower. Mm-hmm. So suddenly they tell me, to- not only have we fucked you over by canceling your flight mm-hmm. and not get, like lying to you about a hotel and stuff, also, oh, yeah, because your checked bag is... T- is above the weight limit for this smaller plane, that's gonna be 115 fucking dollars. So we already
0: paid $75 (sighs) per bag to be able to fly out, because we were already over, but then we had to pay again for Because it was the smaller plane. But it wasn't wasn't our fault. So I've learned.
1: Never again with Norwegian.
0: But I've learned via TikTok that the TSA, like owes us thousands of dollars, because if a delay is more than a certain amount, and if they don't provide you blah, 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 you're, okay. you're supposed to get this money back, you're supposed to get a refund, you're supposed to get this, you're supposed to get that. The, the TSA? Or the, the airlines. The airline. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was going to say, first off, that doesn't seem like the TSA's yeah, no, purview, and also, they, the TSA is American. We were in
0: Europe. right. Right. Yeah, I think the airlines. I think if it's international, there's all these rules okay. that they have to comply with. That I think if we fought harder, we could have gotten money back.
1: What did we? Get? It was like almost insane how little we got like reimbursed for like some food we bought at the at the Stockholm airport. Yeah. That was like the only thing we got out like of them. We had to like
0: send receipts and yeah, yeah. Ugh. That was a disaster. Yes. Um, uh,
1: but anyway, um, travel, so yeah, that's all already, of our correspondence. I
0: think that was already uh, calls to action, like travel.
1: travel well, we did mishaps? travel like, hacks, but yeah, travel nightmares. Travel um, nightmares. Yeah.
0: Because we're traveling next week. Um, yeah. So yeah, also we're going to Philadelphia and New York. Let us know what we should do and yeah. eat and see. We're already going to Russ and Daughters in New York City. Oh, yeah. And we're going to Schimmel's Nishes. Yeah. Kanishes. Kanishes. i looking um, forward to that,
1: yeah. But
0: well, yeah, let us should,
1: know. Should we move on to my favorite segment to introduce? Yeah. It's called, How Were We Doing? Yeah. This is where we look at what was happening in the world on the days that these episodes aired. So season five, episode seven of Friends, the one where Ross moves in, aired on Thursday, November 12th, 1998. Uh, as far as what happened in this, uh, the New York Islanders' uh, Ended a 10-game losing streak by tying the Detroit Red Red Wings. There are no more ties in the NHL, which is stupid. Uh, I I miss ties. Uh, Daimler-Benz completes a merger with Chrysler to form Daimler-Chrysler. Also, U.S. Vice President Al Gore uh, signs the Kyoto Protocol, which is a greenhouse gas, like carbon emissions thing. Uh, Top five songs in the U.S., on this day. At uh, at number five, <laughs> 90 Degrees Because of You, which is not the song we thought it was. Right. Um, that song, I even looked it up now, I already forgot because who that's by. Of yeah, you. that's by someone else, and I looked it up and now I've forgotten again. Okay. But it's someone you've heard of. Uh, at number four, Bare Naked Ladies.
0: It's Ben.
1: Yeah. Um, at number three, uh Monica the first night falling from number 1 to number 3 number 2 uh divine lately moving up to number 2 and uh premiering at number 1 uh Lauren Hills do up that thing that thing that thing Love that song. A song I did not like at the time and now love. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um season 5 episode 7 of How I Met Your Mother aired on Monday, November 9th. 2009, Um, coming up on the anniversary of our first date at that point, Mm. Uh, a celebration at the Brandenburg Gate uh, marks the 20th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. We've been there. Uh, We have been to the Brandenburg Gate, yeah, and we saw the Berlin Wall. Um, which is very long. Uh, there's a lot of places. There's a lot of parts of Berlin where you can see the wall, yeah. either where it was or it's been moved to. Yes. Um, but we've also got here in Los Angeles on Wilshire Boulevard. There's a piece of it, section of the wall. Yeah, uh, I pass it every time I take the bus to work. Um, I'm trying to think. I felt like there was something else. Well, there was something awful that I'm not going to uh, read. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's enough for that day, but top five songs in the U.S. on that day. Uh, at number five, Miley Cyrus Party in the USA. Um, at number four, Jay Sean Down. At number three, Jay-Z. Uh, Empire State of Mind. We like that song, mm-hmm. right? Uh, New, York. New York. Concrete Jungle York Where Dreams Are Made, of. made of. Great. Yeah. Um. Uh, Number two, Owl City Fireflies. At number one, Jason Derulo, Whatcha Say? Uh, All right, our final segment is called Challenge Accepted. And this is where we try to predict what's going to happen next week on both shows, armed only with knowledge of the episode title. But first, we have to look at how we did last week. I said, Ross moves into the gal's apartment, and he and Monica immediately regress into childlike bickering, stupid arm gestures, and all. I came Mm. so close. There was a stupid gesture.
0: And also childlike. Um, like the the box fort.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, I because I said it was he and Monica, and it was the girls' apartment specifically. So I did not get it. Okay. Um, Natalie said Barney and Robin experience some turbulent some turbulence in their relationship, and the rest of the gang are divided in their allegiances. That's
0: kind of kind of what happened. They're initially divided, but then they join forces.
1: But they, okay, this is gonna be me, I'm obviously giving you the point, but this is just me picking nits. What else is new? <laughs> Lily's resistance wasn't because, ah, maybe it was, but it was more doing the like, I'm not coming out of retirement, that life is behind me sort of thing. Mm-hmm. With the, the, anyway, I already, I already like, gave you the point, But she so at first matter. was
0: like, leave him alone, like yeah, let it go, a rough patch. it's yeah. just a rough patch.
1: You're right, you're right.
0: They love each other.
1: All right, well, I'm gonna get the next episode's queued up, but I think you might, you have a brand new Fearless Flyer, I think it's time There's to vamp. There's a
0: new Fearless Flyer. Mediterranean-style salad kit. Teeny-tiny avocados. Joseph Brow Hefeweizen. Okay. Season
1: 5, episode 8 of Friends is called The One with All the Thanksgivings. Mm. I gotta catch up, by the way. You're ahead of me 3 to nothing this season. You're killing me. The one with all the Thanksgivings. I'm gonna say... All the... Friends... With... Family... In or... Around... NYC spend Thanksgiving with them. Um, So that would be like Joey, it's basically everyone but Chandler. So I'm going to say that the twist is that Chandler goes to Joey's family's Thanksgiving. Okay. Um Chandler goes to Joey's family's Thanksgiving and sees Joey's sister for the the first time. I didn't put anything funny in here I normally try to yeah. do something funny, yeah, for the first time since that whole. Brouhaha. Okay. Brouhaha is kind of funny, that's right? The funny. whole Bruhaha. Yeah. But remember, because Chandler was like.
0: He couldn't remember who. They all looked the same. Oh, the he like
1: slept with one of Joey's sisters. Yeah. But couldn't remember which one. Yeah. Because he was like drunk at, the, at a party. But then they
0: all tried to seduce him. Yeah.
1: And that was also the same party when Rachel had two different parties, one for her dad and one for her mom. huh So I wonder if that's also going to be a part of it, that Rachel has to go to multiple Thanksgiving because her parents are divorced. Right? Mm-hmm. But like so,
0: so they're just Phoebe, like rehashing all these old plots.
1: Phoebe would have Thanksgiving with either the Gellers? Frank Jr. Oh. and Alice mm-hmm. or Terry Gar, or both. Mm-hmm. The Gellers have Thanksgiving with the Gellers. Rachel's got the two separate parents. Joey's got his family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: his grandma and all his sisters. And mm-hmm. we met his dad once, right? But what, I don't know if we've ever met Joey's mom. Yeah, I don't think we have. Um, So Chandler either... So I'm going to say Chandler goes with Joey. Okay. Okay. But now I'm wondering if it's like a thing where it's like... um, Chandler doesn't go with Joey because of the past with his sister, and maybe he goes to the Gellers, and then he and Monica have to like... Maybe this is the episode where everyone finds out about Chandler and Monica at the Gellers Thanksgiving. That would be something. That
0: would be something.
1: All right, I'm sticking with what I said. Okay. Um, Can you vamp again for a second?
0: Oh, yeah. Instant boba kit, perfectly pickled pups. Spanish style rice.
1: Okay. Season five, episode eight of How I Met Your Mother is called The Playbook.
0: Okay, The Playbook. I don't think this is going to be a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> um, okay, so <sighs> Barney's back on the prowl. So. I'm
1: putting that verbatim.
0: Okay, Barney's back on the prowl and um, unearths his old playbook. So I guess um, back to some of his old ways. Do I need more than that? Nope, that's good.
1: Okay. Getting back to some of his old ways. Okay, well we did it. We did it. So um, you can find this podcast wherever you found it. You already did that, you're good uh, there, thank you. Uh, (laughs) But you can also find a post for every episode at battleshipretention.com. You can leave comments there, you can tweet at me, at Davy Pretension. You can uh, email us at the one where i met your mother at gmail.com. Remember, your calls to action this week. Uh, What's your go-to Chinese food order for takeout or delivery? Um, Have you ever walked out of a movie? What do you think of the movie, Mixed Nuts?
0: Should we watch it as a special? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, should that be a special? Um, And uh, any travel nightmares. And also
0: travel recommendations for New York and Philly.
1: Yes, thank you. Uh, so that's where you can find me. We can find us, um, Natalie. Where do you want people to track you down personally on the internet?
0: I don't, as you know. But if you like this episode, you should rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mothers, give us five stars, give us a review. Um, we will definitely read it, and we love interacting with our friends and mothers. Until next time, we'll see you at the nighttime regatta gala. <laughs> It's <laughs> that.